to Undercovered Ops. We're back again. Training camp edition number two. Another week of training camp has wrapped up. We had the Hall of Fame game on Thursday night. The Las Vegas Raiders traveled to Canton to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. There was no star power. Trevor Lawrence, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Christian Kirk. Nobody played. LaVisca Chenault didn't even play. But Josh Jacobs did play for about uh, the entire first quarter. Uh, which is a big question mark. Zamir White also saw the field. Kenyon Drake, all, all the running backs uh, for the Raiders saw the field. Travis Etienne did not. James Robinson did not for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It seems to me like the Las Vegas Raiders might be implementing that New England Patriots backfield tactic. But today we'll be talking about what the description says. 25 training camp notes that you must know going into the weekend. And we got to thank our sponsor, Sleeper. Go over to sleeper.com today. Use the promo code UNDERWORLD to start up new leagues. You start up a new league on Sleeper. I've been drafting more and more on Sleeper. The Podfathers talked about it. We moved a lot of leagues from my fantasy league to Sleeper. We're starting to move everything to Sleeper because Sleeper is the number one platform for dynasty leagues, the number one platform for seasonal leagues, for mock drafts, for everything. I've been running mock drafts on other sites for the last couple of years for player profiler everything's moving to sleeper because sleepers platform is so much smoother so much cleaner so much easier to use it's not even close i can start up a draft i can send out links and i can get a draft started within minutes on other sites it takes hours on sleeper it takes minutes to send a link to join a league and to start drafting go over to sleeper.com today use that promo code underworld to get a deposit match up to $100. They have a lot of games as well. They're going to be launching more and more games as the season gets closer. And this is the only fantasy website right now that is adding new features and creating more usability to it and to make the platform that much easier for the user. And that is what is important. Again, sleeper.com, use that promo code UNDERWORLD. Let's jump in today. We're starting out with the Arizona Cardinals. 25 things from training camp that you must know. Number one is Hollywood Brown, obviously going 126 miles an hour late to practice he's just going to get a slap on the wrist which i think is just pretty funny because when you think about it back to like it's not even going to be a hard slap either it's, it's not going to be the ruler in, in fifth grade from your from your little elementary school school teacher this is going to be a a little like hey hollywood i know you're late for practice uh, you spent 24 hours in jail not even and uh yeah we'll see you at practice on um on, on monday so it's it's pretty crazy. 126 miles an hour. If it was you or me or anybody else, you, me, or your uncle, we would be behind bars still, and we'd be going to court because it's you know double the speed limit. It's pr- it's pretty ridiculous. Anyway, Rondell Moore uh, is going to have a huge role in this offense with Christian Kirk gone. I've talked about that before. That's according to Cliff Kingsbury. It is going to be a tough stretch for sixth round rookie Keontae Ingram to make the squad. That is a quote directly from uh, Arizona Cardinals reporter. Because Eno Benjamin has been the talk of camp. James Conner obviously is the number one guy. Daryl Williams' contract is fully guaranteed. Eno Benjamin has been the talk of Arizona Cardinals camp at the running back position. And Jonathan Ward has been a special teams savant the last two years. So it looks more and more likely that Keontae Ingram is going to be cut or waived and then brought back to the practice squad if he makes it back. Very interesting 
to see Keontae go from being one of the top Debbie guys at Texas to USC to, to falling off. And he was a guy that through the process, I enjoyed the tape. I enjoyed the athleticism, but uh, from the mental side of it, he did not pass. Uh, I remember a story I talked about before with Alex Dunlap at the NFL combine where Dunlap went up and asked Keontae multiple questions. Why'd you leave Texas? Why'd you do this? Why? And he was completely against answering the questions. He didn't want any controversy and uh, yeah, Keontae is not doing well in Arizona. Eno Benjamin uh, is actually the better Texas running back at Arizona right now. So moving on to Atlanta, Avery Williams, a converted cornerback to running back from Boise State, has been dominating the satellite role in Atlanta, and he looks to be that number three running back with the Falcons next to Cordero, next to Tyler Algier. So pick up Avery, Avery Williams. For the satellite role, the satellite role is best comparable to Deion Lewis on playerprofile.com. Avery Williams is going to get a lot of receptions in 2022. Look for him to be that Kenny Gainwell type output guy. He's not going to get a ton of carries because he's still learning the ins and outs of, of being a running back. So you're going to see him get maybe 40, 45, 50 carries tops. Um, but from the receiving standpoint, you're going to see him get 40 to 60 targets. Uh, in this Atlanta offense, especially them being down often. And uh, you're not going to see Teller Algier and they're carrying the ball when they're down by 30. You're going to see Avery Williams and they're catching the ball when they're down by 30. Auden Tate has caught everything uh, in camp. Yeah, he still finds himself behind Demir Bird, Olamide Zacchaeus, Brian Edwards, and Drake London. It's very interesting to see a lot of these notes come out of Atlanta Falcons camp and they're like, Auden Tate is catching everything. Auden Tate looks fantastic. But he's behind Demir Bird and Alameda Zacchaeus. Alameda is a feature in this offense. Uh, and Brian Edwards is the number two, but he's been dealing with an injury. And then Drake. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How, how is Alden Tate look like the best receiver out here outside of Drake London? And he's wide receiver five. I don't know. I don't know how much I believe about that. But uh, if Brian Edwards can't stay healthy, I think Auden Tate becomes that number two uh, coming down the stretch. Now, another team that's very banged up again, that's the Baltimore Ravens. Tyler Linderbaum, the first-round pick out of Iowa, is out one to two more weeks per uh, Coach Harbaugh. Rashad Bateman's dinged up. Devin Duvern is out of practice. And Dobbins is still not 100%. But our boy James Prochet is playing lights out, according to Coach Harbaugh. With Charlie Kohler still missing time, it's the later, the second the second rookie tight end again, kind of like Hurst and Mark Andrews. This time it's Kohler out and Isaiah Likely, the second tight end that is playing very well and actually uh, putting moves on the first-round pick, Kyle Hamilton. Uh, I'm not ecstatic about Isaiah Likely. Uh, I was pre-pro day, and then he ran the 4-8. Uh, he does have 85th percentile burst, uh, but I'm not ecstatic about Isaiah Likely. I still like the prospect, um, but uh, as far as upside goes, Charlie Kohler has much more upside. Mark Andrews is that guy, and Josh Oliver, overall, I still like ahead of Isaiah Likely, but I still think uh, Likely can carve out a role. Now, talking about undercovered prospects and guys through the early process, the second-year undercovered prospect, Marquez Stevenson, the speedster out of Houston with eight-inch hands, uh, is out for weeks uh, as just as he was climbing the depth chart with the Buffalo Bills, competing with Khalil Shakir, who had a great deep touchdown at the Buffalo Bills practice during the team session. Khalil Shakir is taking that step up. Obviously, we know there's a lot of receivers in this passing game. Isaiah McKenzie just looks electric right now, but uh, Marquez Stevenson was a guy that was starting to take that step up, and then he got injured, and he's out lower body injury for another couple of weeks. It looks like it, it, the end of the line might be closer than uh, far for Marquez Stevenson in Buffalo. 
in Carolina. Coach Rule and Christian McCaffrey have been stroking Chuba Hubbard like it's their job. In quotes, the key with him right now is how good is he without the ball in the passing game and in protections. And I think Chuba's growth in protections has been outstanding. That's from Coach Rule. And that is, as we've talked about before, one of the key things to getting those opportunities and getting those carries is can you protect in the NFL? Can you pass block? Can you protect the quarterback? Can you run? Can you do all these things? And Chuba's taking a step up. And McCaffrey has multiple quotes talking about seeing the, the, the mini jumps and the big jump that Chuba's taken. And the talent's not the question. The athletic the athleticism is not the question. It was always between the ears. And it looks like Chuba's taking the next step up. I think it's Deontay Foreman. Uh, you know, they brought him in kind of to compete with Chuba and see if he would take that next step. Obviously, Deontay coming off that Achilles two years ago. Goes to Tennessee, has a great season. It's Chuba. Chuba's the RB two in this offense. If you don't trust McCaffrey, you better be drafting Chuba. If you dra- if you trust McCaffrey, you better be drafting Chuba because the injury finder just came out. You can go download the injury finder in the Apple App Store and on Android. It's, it should be launching this uh, this weekend. But you can go get the injury finder and you can find out that Christian McCaffrey's the most fragile player in the NFL right now. You didn't you didn't need me to tell you that. You already knew that. Terrace Marshall has taken a step up this fall, but he's now dealing with a hamstring injury. It's supposed to be a quick recovery, but it's a hamstring injury. And we've seen this happen again, like we talked about last year with Denzel Mims, where it was just like fucking another thing. Another thing, but Terrace Marshall seems to be having a great fall camp so far. Robbie Anderson having a great camp, uh, building rapport with Baker Mayfield. Looks like Baker Mayfield is leading uh, in the clubhouse right now at the quarterback position. But again, there's a couple weeks left to see that. Uh, There's a lot of preseason left to see that. Uh, Let's move on to the Chicago Bears. The trash man from Roster Watch was boots on the ground at Bears camp. Equinamius St. Brown is running as the number two receiver, but it doesn't matter because Justin Fields has not progressed much to this point, only receiver he looks natural throwing to is Mooney. Obviously, that connection from last year. Komet has missed some time, unfortunately. Nikhil Harry, Byron Pringle, and Valus Jones have been the ones working for the number two, number three role behind uh, Equinamius and Darnell Mooney. Valus has exploded onto the scene with his notable speed. Obviously, we talk about that in that 4-3 speed from Tennessee. But again, he's been uh, at Tennessee and USC for the last 19 seasons. So coming to Chicago at age 39 is less than ideal. Uh, but I think Velas Jones has the opportunity to carve out a role in the return game, and I think that will be a feature spot for him. The, the receiving game, nah, not so much. I think it's going to be more of like a, a, a five-tool guy uh, for Velas Jones. Uh, go to Cincinnati. Again, not receiver, tight end here. Uh, I'm not going to be slowing down anytime soon drafting Hayden Hurst in round 16 on underdog. Use that promo code UNDERWORLD to get a deposit match bonus up to $100. Again, drafting in the puppy every single day. Get in there. Best Ball Mania 3 is still filling up. Um, Tyler Boyd says, I was shocked at how smooth he was getting in and out of his breaks was Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst obviously coming over from Baltimore to Atlanta, and now to Cincinnati filling in that C.G. Uzama role. I think if, if you are worried at all, and we see this every single year these guys go down, what are the odds that Chase, Higgins, and Boyd all play all 16 games? Maybe. I mean, maybe. but What's most likely is Chase plays 14, Higgins plays 14, 13, 14, Boyd plays 12, 13, 14, and Hurst is probably in there too. And the hope you have is that if you draft a Hayden Hurst in best ball is that he has 
he's healthy for the games that some of those other guys miss. And then those become his weeks because 80 targets, 70 to 80 to 90 targets in that area fourth this tight end position holds in this offense, how explosive this offense is with Joey B at quarterback. I think you can very much trust Hayden Hurst in round 16 at tight end 23 off the board across town, or should I say across Ohio? Let's go to the Cleveland Browns rookie undrafted signee, Isaiah Weston from Northern Iowa, a guy we really talked about early and often. It was Christian Watson, North Dakota State, and Isaiah Weston from Northern Iowa was waived from the Cleveland Browns this last week after being injured. If he goes unsigned, it looks like he will come back to the Browns and go in their IR for the rest of the season. Anthony Schwartz is dealing with a lower body injury, non-contact. That's, that's terrible to hear. But Mike motherfucking Woods, the sole owner of the number sixth overall dog rating in the 2022 NFL draft class, the wide receiver position, Mike motherfucking Woods from Oklahoma and Arkansas is carving out a role and he's been doing amazing. That is per Greg Newsom, cornerback, Northwestern, first round pick to the Cleveland Browns. No major outlets have been sharing anything about Mike Woods, but all the small pages have been saying he's been killing practice. It's Donovan Peoples-Jones, it's Amari Cooper, and it's Mike Woods in Cleveland getting those opportunities. And I love Mike Woods. He's just, as far as being a pure route runner and a just a, he can do everything. His, his routes are up there in this class. Obviously, we've talked about Chris Olave. I've talked about him for months. Mike Woods. His routes are up there. They're not They're not quite on that Olave level. Like Olave's tier one. I put Woods in that tier two, tier two break into tier three as far as route running this class goes. It's, it's pretty spectacular, and I think you're going to see that in Cleveland. That's really what's going to separate him. He's got the dog mentality. He's playing the dog pound. Mike motherfucking Woods, you better go at him. In Dynasty, I mean, I am. I'm telling you that right now because this dude – and this opportunity, Schwartz is hurt. Demetric Felton, these other guys. Uh, we know what Peoples Jones is. Peoples Jones is a stretch guy. David Bell is there. David Bell's also coming off injuries, lower body. Mari Cooper, injury prone. Like opportunities are going to be opportunities, and uh, situations are situational. So you got to go take advantage of it. James Washington, another injury. We've been talking about many of these. Went down with a fractured foot this last week. Simi Fihoko has been the most consistent. And this is the one that I am betting on at the wide receiver position from Stanford. The media is trying to push TJ Vasher up after this week's epic one-handed catch. It was pretty sick. I mean, he was in the corner of the end zone. It was a pretty sick catch uh, by TJ Vasher, 6'5", 203. He's a meh athlete. He's unlikely to give the Cowboys much between the 20s where Simi Fihoko and Noah Brown will excel. Uh, we know how we feel about Schultz and Zeke in the red zone. Uh, and I, I just don't see a, a real realistic role for TJ Vasher in the Dallas Cowboys offense. That's why I think Simi Fihoko is going to carve that out. Obviously, being at the Senior Bowl, talking to some Cowboy scouts, I talked about this before about Jalen Tolbert, talking to some people about Simi Fihoko, I said, is Simi Fihoko dead or what? And they're like, no, we like Simi Fihoko. So they talked about it back in February, and you see it now. He's still getting opportunities. They haven't added Odell Beckham. They hadn't done anything like that. I think they're going to trust the process. Michael Gallup's going to be back eventually. He's running around out there. He's not really doing a lot, but he's jogging around, limping around, looking like he is. It's going to be Lamb. It's going to be Tolbert early on. Gallup will come back, and I think you're going to see a Pihoko slash Noel Brown uh, working behind. Let's take a quick break so I can explain to you guys Reality Sports Online. By now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? 
It's time to go see what all the buzz is about in the dynasty community. Free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, all of it. Salary cap functionality, everything is there. Does that sound complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy, which is why we all play strategy. Think more among the fantasy elites. Well, this is a platform to test your metal. Are you a real in-depth? Do, do you like the first round? Do you like the salary caps? Do you like all these contracts that go into fantasy football to take it to the next level? Still not sure you can test all your general manager skills for free in a mock agency auction. If you like what you see, use the promo code UNDERWORLD to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick, torn ACL. Rest in peace to the Tin Man, 10th round Tim Patrick for the final time. Very sad for Tim Patrick. His torn ACL this year. KJ Hamler's now 11 months removed from an ACL tear. But the guy that Hackett brings in is the unathletic Darius Shepard from North Dakota State. He played a lot of football for us in Green Bay, Hackett says, and he's a guy you can depend on, tough, smart, and we're happy that he can come in here and help us out. You saw already he did some good stuff. This guy runs a 4.66. He's best comparable to Travis Rudolph. Nothing on his profile is above 45th percentile, 5'11", 186 pounds with 9th percentile arm length, 30-inch arms, T-Rex arms, running a 4.66 the wide receiver position, and the first play he does at Denver camp, First play, first first opportunity is a deep ball touchdown from Josh Johnson, the quarterback. Um, so, I mean, I don't know, Darius Shepard, I don't think he's going to do anything, but I think he might make the team as a special teamer. He's, I think he's just an extra body at this point in this Denver Broncos uh, receiving game. I think you're looking at K.J. Hamler. I think you can finally put Jerry Judy in that number two wide receiver role where I hit Tim Patrick. I think Jerry Judy's going to start getting – a little more. I mean, the, the, that's a tough thing. The tough thing is, is, is I've I'm never going to be in on Jerry Judy, but now there's not another dominant force. It was Tim Patrick and Cortland that were two big dominant outside six foot four receivers, and, and just Judy was just going to be there. And I had an argument because 700, 800 yards for Tim Patrick each of the last couple seasons with Drew Locke. Like Russell Wilson could have really unlocked Tim Patrick. And people were just like, no, it's Jerry Judy. And you see him already going up into the round three in some drafts. It doesn't make any sense to me. Now that Tim Patrick is out, it makes a lot more sense as far as the targets go. But KJ Hamler's there. You still got Greg Dulcich, Okui Boonham. This run game is going to be nasty with Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. I'm still way out, way, 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 way out on Jerry Judy, and I'm, I'm starting to get out on Cortland Sutton. But I think from a pure opportunity standpoint from targets, you have to stay there for Cortland Sutton with Russell Wilson. In Detroit, Dan Campbell quotes, two guys last year that I think really made the biggest progressions to this point coming from 2021 to 2022, and that is Derek Barnes, the linebacker, and Jermar Jefferson, the running back. Did you all really think I was going to make it through an offseason without mentioning Jermar motherfucking Jefferson. Jermar Jefferson. It was the mental side, he's, he quotes. Jefferson looked like he was a little bit of a deer in the headlights last year. A lot of mental, a lot of energy. He didn't know how to expose his energy. He said, how do you keep your energy and keep your sanity throughout the whole season? He asked Khalif Raymond for some, you know, what, what do you do? What do you do? He goes, just watch YouTube and meditate. He goes, I meditate. 
So Jamar starts meditating, doing yoga, and now Dan Campbell views him as one of the biggest risers, the the, the you know the most improved players over the offseason. So Jamar Jefferson, I'm not out on him. They did sign Justin Jackson. They said Justin Jackson was more of an extra camp body um, next to Godwin Egwagabuke. You also have Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift as the number one, number two there. Again, Jamar Jefferson is best comparable to Jamal Williams. I'm not trying to sell you on Jamar Jefferson, all right? I'm trying to sell you on the fact that if he makes the roster, he's best comparable to Jamal Williams. And if DeAndre Swift gets injured again, which he's done multiple times throughout his entire career, he's not 215 pounds. He's closer to 200 than he is 215. I'm just saying, if he makes the roster, which I think Jamar Jefferson will, and if he makes it as the number three running back, you still need to be cognizant and, and stash him because he averaged 4.9 yards per carry last year, and he's the most efficient and effective running back on the Detroit Lions on a per-touch basis, and that's counting DeAndre Swift. A team I do not really care to talk about is the Green Bay Packers. A lot of you know my dislike for Romeo Dubs. Sorry, Romeo Dobbs. If I see one more Romeo Dobbs, fucking contested catch in the end zone against Keandre Thomas or Kabion Ento or former wide receiver Rico Gafford. I'm going to throw up, all right? Romeo Dobbs is a okay receiver. There's a reason you don't see any clips against Jair Alexander. There's a reason you don't see any clips of slants, comebacks, anything other than a fly route down the sideline. Keandre Thomas has never played a down of football in the NFL. He's been on three teams in two years, and he's never made a team or played a down of football. Rico Gafford is a former wide receiver in the NFL, and he's five foot seven. Romeo Dobbs is making a couple splash plays, and he made one catch over Eric Stokes, and everyone's like, well, Eric Stokes was a 4-2, and Dubs ran right by him. That doesn't mean shit. We're in training camp, and all these guys know their own bodies, and Dobbs is fighting for that position. They still won't line him up against Jair Alexander. So relax. When I see that, we'll talk. It's going to be a long year for you folks with your pants down already for Romeo O. Romeo. Watkins just returned to practice. He's just getting ramped up. Tanya's just getting healthy. Watson isn't even back yet. Aaron Jones should be the target leader in this offense. So everyone needs to slow, slow up and quit posting so many Dobbs videos to Twitter because Jawan Winfrey and Samori Torre are running more impressive routes, making better catches in the important quadrants of the field, the middle of the field on third down in their team periods. Jawan Winfrey. Samori Torre, great comeback routes in the end zone for touchdowns. Over the shoulder, Willie May style in the end zone. Shit you can't see Romeo Dubs make because all Romeo Dubs does is go above five foot eight cornerbacks and trap the ball against his chest. He doesn't even catch the ball. He traps it against himself. But you're going to come out here and you're going to brag about Romeo Dubs. You sure looks like the, the last 87 we had. Really? 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 You're really going to put that on this rookie wide receiver? Aaron Rodgers himself said, yes, Dobbs has made a great Couple of weeks of training camp. Great. You don't see this very much out of these young guys. Give it up for him. I will. He's had a great couple of weeks against Keandre Thomas and Rico Gafford. But Rodgers also said there's still quite a bit to go mentally. And that was my biggest question. 
That's why he had the lowest dog rating in the class at the wide receiver position. Mentals. His name is Dobbs. It's not Dubs. He was too scared to correct people at the NFL Combine, at the Senior Bowl. There was an interview that came out that he said, yeah, I, just, I, was, you know, I was just too shy. I didn't want to say that my real last name's Dobbs. It's not Dubs. But if last week you listened to the intro video, the intro of the of the pod, he himself said, "This is Romeo Dubs, and you're listening to the to the to the radio to the radio network." He said Romeo Dubs. He didn't say Romeo Dobbs. He could have done it himself. There, it's mental. This is a big part of the dog thing: is having the confidence, carrying yourself, and that's where we're going to talk about this next guy, Damian the Dog Pierce. This guy, as a rookie, handled himself correctly at the Senior Bowl. He wanted interviews. He asked for interviews. He was the only player at the Senior Bowl standing around the. We had to basically line up. All these guys were in a in essentially a forty foot wide by hundred foot long kind of squared off space. And he was the only one when they all got in there. They had tables and they could have stood by each other. He was the only one that went directly to the side to do interviews. He had the energy. He had the want. He had the focus. He wanted to talk about everything, and that's Damian Pierce, the running back out of Florida. He never crested 1,000 yards, but what he did do is he put forth effort. He looked like the best running back when we were down there in Mobile. He ran, like I said before, like Marshawn Lynch. He had the dog mentality, and what do you see in Houston? He's taking souls. He's taking jobs, and other running backs in the Houston backfield are talking positively about Damian Pierce being that dude. It's, it's making a fan of the Houston Texans out of me. Davis Mills getting this job, taking this job. Damian Pierce beating out Marlon Mack, Rex Burkhead. Damian Pierce is going to be a guy. He's not going to be Marshawn Lynch. He's not going to be Sean Allen. He's not going to be these guys. But he's going to be a grinder. He's going to be a dog. He's going to be a guy that wants it. And that is what you want on your fantasy team. You want a guy that wants it. That's who you want on your NFL team. This ain't even all about fantasy. This is a guy you want on your team, period. A guy that wants it. You can talk or you can play, but very few can do both. Mills, Damian Pierce, Nico Collins, Brevin Jordan. This is low-key a fun team in Houston. Jacksonville, they played their night, Thursday night football, but the game was brutal. The Raiders just, uh, they just, uh, they just dog walked them is the easiest way to say it. Snoop Connor, four carries, 10 yards and one reception. Very reasonable to see him as the RB3. Makai Sargent was also there, but it looks like it's going to be Etienne, Robinson, and then Snoop Connor, unless Robinson obviously begins the year on, on the pop or anything like that. Then you'll see uh, potentially a Sargent come in there. Let's finish in a, in a positive note. Let's finish in Indianapolis with the Colts. Paris Campbell is also healthy. He's still healthy. I can't even express how happy that makes me. Paris Campbell is healthy. Yes, I know it's camp. Yes, I know it's been 10 days. But he's running as the number two alongside Michael Pittman. Just a few months ago, we asked Chris Ballard at the NFL Combine, are you giving up on Paris Campbell? And he said, I am not giving up on Paris Campbell. Do I think he could still be our two? I hope. But I'm not betting on it. But I still think he can be a rotational guy. And you already see him working out here as the number two Next to Michael Pittman and the number three in this offense. You got to give a massive shout out 
to the Podfather, Ashton Doolin. He's been the fucking dude of the Colts camp. Phenomenal catches downfield. Phenomenal in the return game. They have created a role for Ashton Doolin, and there's a reason that T.Y. Hilton has not been re-signed to this Indianapolis Colts team, and that's because Ashton Doolin has been an absolute dog. And you can look at his shirt. Check out this shirt right here. I'm going to put the picture right over here. Check out this shirt he was sporting under his jersey. Incredible. He knows it. He's operating as the number three in this offense. It's Michael Pittman. It's Paris Campbell. It's Ashton Doolin. And that's the Indianapolis Colts wide receiver core going into the 2022 NFL season. You heard it from player profiler first, Ashton Doolin, starting wide receiver for your Indianapolis Colts. But you're going to come out here and you're going to brag about Romeo Dubs. You sure looks like the, the last 87 we had. Really? Really? Really?